On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to take a look at the back end of YouTube. We're going to be checking out analytics and all the monetization and all the other hidden goodies that are back there that have changed since the last time we talked about it. And speaking of change, if you want to change the way you shoot your videos, well, you need to get a nice microphone or a stand or a light. And where do you get those? Well, we recommend Movo. Go on into Movo and grab a nice lapel microphone, desktop microphone, or maybe even a nice studio microphone. Want to go wireless? They got those too. So check them out right now by heading on over to raiselinks.com slash Movo. And with that, Let's hit the music. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. And it's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray, the video guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper. Hey, check out my YouTube channel. It's Steve Sleeper Trains. All about trains. Yes, it is. And, you know, I've been there so many times now, Steve, when I open up YouTube, it's one of the first things they recommend. I, I wish I had about 10,000 more people like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. Well, it's, it's impressive stuff. It's so, impressive stuff. I, I went to a rail fan event in La Plata, Missouri, northeast Missouri, uh, over wow. the weekend. In fact, we didn't do a show last week because of that. Left Thursday, came, came See, back I Sunday. See, I didn't even know that was why. I knew you were gone. I didn't realize that was why. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, at that, and they've got a a, a big rail fan uh, lookout point there, you know, kind of an observation deck over the BNSF, and there's an old uh, Santa Fe depot there, and... Uh, this uh, website called Virtual Railfan has a 24-hour camera there, so you can railfan from the comfort of your living room. And, uh, and, and it's kind of an iconic location for me because I've seen that uh, location on Virtual Railfan so many times. So uh, tons of trains going through there. I had a great time. And then I uh, also went down to the Amtrak depot, the old Santa Fe depot. Amtrak uses it now. Mm. And uh, Friday Friday night. Friday night, I caught the Amtrak Southwest Chief heading west. Uh, so it had left Chicago a few hours before that, and it stops in La Plata. Uh, it's just because there's uh, it, it's really the only uh, other depot in Missouri besides Kansas City. Okay, so uh, that that's why it stops there. Well, you know the Southwest Chief on Monday heading westbound going into Chicago. About an hour southwest of their derailment, ran into a dump truck at a wow. on a crossing, and four people were killed. So, uh, holy cow! Yeah, yeah. So you know, you wonder. Oh, geez, you know, it was probably the conductor and the engineer that were killed. I know the guy in the truck was killed, and uh, one other person. But you know, you have to wonder. Geez, was that? conductor and engineer in that train was it that train set you know what's the deal but uh mm. yeah that when i when i read that monday afternoon i it it, it, it kind of weirded me out the rest of the day but and uh, when i uh when i lived out in in utah um i lived in a small town that uh you kind of went up into this 
valley and the trains actually come across above. So you look up into the mountains, they actually go across kind of the middle of the mountain. Oh. And the highway goes at the bottom of the mountain. And one day, one of the trains derailed and tumbled down the mountain into the highway. And the stuff was there for days. Oh, it took man. a long time to get that. Fortunately, it wasn't a, a you know, it wasn't a, a very long train that one, which is is lucky because typically they were very long trains. Yeah, with tons and tons of cars, and this one didn't have too many. It was actually a very short one, thankfully. But uh, yeah, it tumbled right down and onto the highway and everything. Yeah, trains are getting longer. They call it precision scheduling. Although I've noticed rail fanning around this area because no, yeah, I stay within an hour of Omaha. I. I I've only seen one really long train in six months. I don't know what that's about, but uh, but I know, for instance, on the East Coast especially, uh, the, the they call it pre- precision scheduling, which means nice. uh, fewer train sets but longer ones, and then that I guess that means for uh, not as many people working for the railroad or something, but uh, but. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're lucky it wasn't a real long train set because the, yep. they, they are going more and more towards that. And yep. I didn't see any real long trains down in La Plata either, so I don't know how big BNSF is into that or not. But uh, Don't know. Uh, yeah, Who I, knows? I don't, but we had a great time. We met the people Only from... the train Ver- gods know the truth. And it might be, we might want to try to get the guy from, I met the uh, CEO of Virtual Rail Fan. He's a real nice guy. I, bet, I should try well, and see can, if I can we get should, a, We should get him on one yeah. day. You know, I'm, Obviously, uh, the goal is to talk about his YouTube channel and, and kind of see what he's doing because he's kind of the, the king dong of the uh, rail fanning YouTube community. So that would be a good per, thing. Pretty much, yep. And and what they what they have, and then we'll we'll get on to the reason for the program here. What, what they what they have is a website with about a hundred rail cams out there, uh, probably in sixty seventy locations. Uh, a lot of locations have two rail fans, one north, one south, or two uh, rail cams, one north, one south, or one east, one west, depending. And um, uh, but you know they and and what I've got set up is a, a layout uh, on my account where I can see nine different locations at one time, and you can see the trains coming in there. And and mostly I got Midwest stuff and, you know, stuff that I can get to, you know what I'm saying, when I go rail fanning. But it's really cool. It's really cool. It's real fun. Now, a lot of people would consider it like watching paint dry. But uh, (laughs) if, if, if you get a location where there's a lot of trains, it's kind of a thrill each time a train comes in. But... Uh, what happened was, is um, he developed him and another guy developed a train simulator, and uh, I don't know if it's for training or it's a game or if it's both. But he, they developed that, and then uh, this guy was in Louisiana. He's in Florida, so they'd meet in Georgia at this train viewing platform. And some old guy said, "Boy, wouldn't it be nice if they had them webcams so we can sit and watch it in our living room?" And the rest is history. And, uh, well, you know, it's it's amazing. And you might think, you know, if you're listening to this now going, wait a minute, why are we talking about trains all the yeah. time? <laughs> well, the point is you can have a YouTube channel about just about anything. anything. And, and you know, you can really uh, benefit from that either, either personally or financially even if you, if you get to a certain point. I mean, I thought uh, one of the craziest things was um, back in the day, and, it, and it's still around, there was a uh, a membership site called LaurieSpotting.com. Now, Lori Spotting meaning 
in, in England they call the 18-wheelers lorries. Uh-huh. Um, there's a website just for people spotting cool 18-wheeler trucks going down the highway. Yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> and people paid a membership fee to be part of that. Yeah, that's right. And there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that had joined. In fact, uh, right now, looking at it, number of active fleets, uh, it doesn't say how many people are in there, but uh, yes, it does. I mean, there's like 7,000 members in this thing. Wow. Think about that. Well, Virtual Rail Fan, uh, they've, they've got the website. And you can build your own dashboards on the website to watch what you want to watch on your screen. Um, and then they've got the YouTube channel. And uh, a, a lot of those are streamed over there, you know, live streamed over there, uh, at least the most popular ones. They don't have all 60 or whatever. You know, they've got a handful of them. And then if you want to be in the chat room on those live streams and you pay a fee, like $3 a month, and then they uh, take the best of everything that they caught during the day. They call it the grab bag and put it on every night. And so between them all, they're getting 10 million views a year. Think about Unbelievable. That. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, that, that equates to some good money. Um, if you think about it, whether you're just trying to supplement your money a little bit or you're trying to really, you know, make something out of it, um, you can do that. You know, you really can make some money. Now, you may not make millions. You may not even make thousands a month. But you might make, you know, 500 bucks, 400 bucks, $1,000 and, and, you know, pay a bill. So imagine if your hobby, just something that you would do for fun anyway, brings you in, you know, 1000 bucks extra a month. Well, it's, kind of neat. It, it's a hobby for me. Uh, I'm, I'm an enthusiast, which means I don't make any money. But uh, I love... Uh, I love trains. I love learning about trains. I love that you call it catching trains. I love videotaping them. I love, I I love having fun in YouTube. You know, checking out every single little feature. I'm um, I'm probably getting a hundred views a video. Some of them are two fifty, um, but the but it can grow. I the, mean, the, some of these guys are making thousands and thousands and thousands of views with every video. Yeah, and um, and uh, uh, you know, I I. I'm probably doing a little better than the average guy. You know, there's a lot of guys out there. They don't they don't care about the views. It's just their friends and stuff. Sure. I, I've, uh, I've 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 optimized it. I've done everything I've learned from you and other sources on how to get views, real views. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys out there only getting five views of video. You know, I'm, I'm getting 100 sure. to 250. So I, you know. You know and ironically looking, and, and that'll grow, by the way. That will grow over time. If you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, it'll grow. And, you know, I'm looking at the, uh, I mentioned that lorry spotting, and I'm looking that up on YouTube and everything, and the first thing that comes up is a 7.3 million views for this one video of a big truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a happen. bunch of these. Thousand, yeah, 4.1 million for this one. You know, think about that. All they're doing is going, hey, we like cool trucks. They're taking pictures of them as they go down the highway, posting them on YouTube, and if you're getting 4.3 million views or you're getting 17 million views or you're getting 10 million views you're making some okay money each month off of that i know because you know i must admit the the youtube monetization was never uh my area of expertise it wasn't something i was overly interested in because i was never doing entertainment videos right. per se or entertainment right. channels i was doing more direct education, product reviews. So my goal for YouTube was I'm going to do a review of 
you know, a Movo microphone and people are going to buy the Movo microphone and I'm going to get a percentage of the sale of the Movo microphone. So I didn't care so much about, oh, I want to get 100,000 views and, and, you know, make some, some money off of YouTube itself. But with the recent changes in YouTube, you know, we kind of put in a position where it's like, oh, well, we better just turn on the monetization because otherwise they're going to put, vid- uh, they're going to put uh, ads on there and keep the money anyway. And, you know, not like we're making a ton of money from doing that, but just by turning it on uh, and not really <laughs> doing anything to purposely do that, you know, I've, I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of dollars from YouTube in the last month. Well, and you were, uh, just for clarification purposes, you were already at 1,000 subscribers in 4,000 hours of Correct, time. yes. Yeah. yes. And, Which and I, I'm, I'm very close to the 1,000 subscribers, but the nice. 4,000 hours of viewing time. Uh, it'll, take, it'll take a while, but it won't take as long as you think. Um, the, uh, you know, we've kind of talked a lot of here, here about the, those doctors that I've been working with on their channel. And, um, you know, when they started, we had, I, I mean, they might have had a dozen subscribers they've got a couple thousand subscribers now already they've already blown way past the four thousand hours way past that wow um and it did not take that long to do in fact i was shocked i i expected them to reach their four thousand based on when we started i said oh we could probably expect to do that by the end of june and we hit that a long time ago wow that's great um, that's great and they're already they've already even though their goal again was not to monetize the channel per se other than with their you know, when they talk about their products and having people buy their products, but they're making, they're already making bank off of, uh, you know, just the, the YouTube money, not a ton yet, but they are making money off of it from doing it. So it's, it, it's definitely something that can be done in almost any niche. Um, Steve's in the weird train niche. I'm in the weird old computer niche mm-hmm. and in the weird. And when I say in it, I mean more, I'm watching it, although I may start uh, a channel on some of that stuff now, but um, mostly watching that kind of stuff. And some of those guys are getting millions and millions of views. So, you know, they're making money. If my channel, which is not making millions of views because it's a niche channel about a marketing product, it's not going to get 10 million views. It's going to get a thousand views, 5,000 views, you know, maybe 10,000 views on some of them. You know, it's just a different type of video. Um, you know, if I'm making, I think what last month, I, I think I pulled in, six hundred dollars after turning it on um you know which again it was six hundred dollars for just pressing one button and doing nothing right Uh, now don't get me wrong the thing the thing with that was i had kind of been using that channel for unlisted videos for the most part you know replays of webinars well now i'm going in and putting those webinars and i'm optimizing them and 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 turning on the uh the ads for it too because i'm like hey you know what if people find it and want to watch this webinar we're going to make some money anyway so that that's uh, that's going to make well, a difference well, now too. But here here's one thing that I've found that has helped. Uh, a lot of guys when they're catching trains, they just catch a train and put the video on YouTube. You know, it's just a sure. train going by. What I do is I include me running up to the to get the shot. You know, and sometimes you'd be surprised how interesting that is. It, it sounds weird, but you know, me just grabbing my camera and running it up and then you know get uh, putting it on the uh, tracks. Uh, can be pretty interesting sometimes, as weird as that sounds. Uh, but I also put on some narration. I talk about, you know, what was going on that day and what the train is and stuff like that, which most guys don't do. And then the other thing is I took my um, GoPro and mounted it on the windshield of my car, and I show me driving up to it or driving around town or leaving and things like that. Right. And uh, it, 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 uh, it it's helped the views. Now, I notice the guys that get 
like 250,000 views, they're, they're building documentaries. I mean, they're, you know, it's a full-fledged documentary on a particular train or a particular area, and they're, they're pretty much talking through it, you know, the whole thing. I mean, they're, they're spending a lot of time on the script writing and the editing, and uh, maybe they're cranking out one video a month, but they're getting, they're getting the views. I'm doing one a week. There's a guy that's probably making about thirty grand a year doing it. Uh, he puts out a video every day. Wow! And, yeah, and uh, he does a little. He just talks with his camera. I go back and over overdub the the narration, but he just talks with his camera, and he knows a lot about railroads and uh, minimal amount of editing. He puts out one a day. Oh. That's pretty good. But yeah. like I said, any niche, any niche. There's so many things you could do. You know, doing videos on the Commodore 64 and doing videos on trains, doing videos on trucks. I mean, there are some crazy things that will make you money. Uh, the, you, your wife was doing the painting ones, you know, yeah, with the yeah. and with the uh, uh, what do they call that, Steve? The uh, the sound therapy thing there. Oh, the ASMR. ASMR. I was like, M-S-A-R, ASMR. Um, ASMR videos. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. And believe it or not, one of the niches that does really, really well, although it's a little tougher, not tougher now, but it's a little different because of some of the changes from um, a legal standpoint, was um, a lot of people just putting kids' content on there, mm-hmm. like like creating a video that's just like the ABCs and putting it out there because what was happening was, you know, parents would be doing housework and they would just throw, you know, some guy's loop on there that just does like ABC songs and one, two, three songs over and over and over again. And the kid's watching those while mom's mopping the floor and he's making a fortune, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot well, of things you can do. You, you you name the hobby. There's a video for it. Crochet. Guaranteed. We should do that. Knitting. We should do that as a game one day. Name a hobby and, we'll yeah, and throw we'll it up there and it. see. It's going you know, to be out there, and you'd be surprised how many views some of those do, in fact, get. It's amazing. Well, let's try this. Steve said knitting. I'm going knitting. to put in knitting, and we're going to see what happens here. First one, 110,000 views, how to actually start knitting your own clothes. Uh-huh. Uh, how to knit for beginners, 7 million views. Uh-huh. 31,000 views. 1,000 for the next one. That's a small one. 3 million. 328,000. 6.6 million. 7 million. 24 million. So, yeah, I mean, that's knitting. Well, my, my, my wife learned how to knit socks watching a YouTube video over and over. You know that part where the heel is? That's pretty tough to do. Well, there's a video on how to do it. And I think maybe the how-tos do the best, whereas some gal just knitting and talking about what she's doing. It depends <laughs> on what she's talking about, you know. But uh, uh, it, it, it's all about hitting the algorithm, too, and... Uh, I guess it used to be if you just did it for six months and showed YouTube that you were committed to it, they'd start recommending. But now they want to see comments and likes and interaction. Yeah, well, you know, consistency is a big part of it. You're going to see those comments and likes. You're going to, and they will recommend that. Like I said, they they've come out and said specifically um, the number one and two, well, the top ways that they decide when a human is involved. Like a human is literally involved in in deciding what to recommend, the the top two things are the title and the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. That's what they mm-hmm. decide on. So, um, yeah, I'm sure they look at it and go, "Oh, this guy doesn't have any views. We're not putting them up there." But they look at the title and they look at the thumbnail and go, "Hell, let's put this." But on. they also came out and said what kind of gets their attention is going to be likes sure. and comments. Yes, and stuff. absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. If they like a if they like a title and they like a, a thumbnail, that doesn't mean they're gonna yeah. you know throw something up there that nobody's watching. Well, it sort of, it, it kind of has to get their attention, and that's you know it's it, it's the activity that gets the attention. So yeah. Now I, I just threw up another one just for fun here because another thing that I do, uh, devil sticks. If you don't know what that is, that's the uh, the juggling sticks where you have the two sticks in your hand and you flip the the big stick around, and that one there. 1.6 million, 500,000, 82,000, 129,000, 20,000, 262,000, 10,000, 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, and that's not juggling in general. That is a specific type of juggling. And they're getting thousands and thousands of views. Maybe I should start making videos about that. 11 million views. Crazy. That is crazy. If I was really good at it, maybe I'd start making videos, but I'm only average at it. That's that's better than, like, cable TV, you know? <laughs> that, that really is. <laughs> Six million. My goodness. Wow. Absolutely insane. Everything out there. So point being is, folks, no matter what your hobby is, there is something you could do. It could be uh, it could be scaring people for a living if you heard that scream. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> we do. We are at the escape room, and there is somebody in the haunting of Camp Rutledge. So they, my daughter is uh, scaring them. We have <laughs> built-in little mechanisms to scare people when they're in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I built a, a, a thing where you in, inside the control room, you can grab a handle and you shake it, and it makes the pots <laughs> and pans that are hanging above the campfire Man, I, I, jiggle I would, around. I would, I would, uh, I'm not going to fly, but I would drive down to uh, to uh, Loganville <laughs> just to do that, you know? Oh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And and that's what I make. By the way, when we talk about videos. That's what I make my YouTube shorts out of. That's what I make my TikToks out of is scaring people like that and posting it because there's nothing funnier and it gets more attention than <laughs> they are you, know, funny. you, you they see are. people in a spooky looking cabin and they're looking around and then all of a sudden you hear a noise and they go jumping and screaming and hugging each other. And people love it. People love it. And our, our Tic Tac channel and our, our TikTok videos and our, our YouTube shorts, they're starting to get a lot more attention. And we're getting, instead of getting, you know, a couple hundred uh, views, we're getting tens of thousands of views when we post these things now. So it's starting to get noticed, which is really, really nice. And believe it or not, if you want to testimony about how these video things work, I get people that come in, usually younger people, but actually some older people too. Like, oh, yeah, we watch all your TikTok videos or YouTube videos or your shorts, uh, not these shorts, uh, the um, uh, Instagram reels. So people do notice. And we've had people come in specifically because they saw those videos and they even say, like, oh, are we going to be in one of those videos? And I say, well, maybe we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, anyhow, uh, uh, enough about uh, all that fun. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the YouTube back office. What, what, what's that? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So the big thing here is if you're going to do anything like that, you always want to pay attention to the back end of YouTube. That's where you're going to get a lot of your tools. That's where you're going to get a lot of your optimizations. And that's where you're going to get your analytics. And you really want to pay attention to these because they can help you to understand what's going on on your channel. You can see, you know, hey, what videos really are getting the attention? And Therefore, what should I make more of? In the case of some sort of niche, if you, uh, you know, like in my niche, I like old computers. If I see that, oh, you know what, um, the Commodore 64 seems to be the one that's getting a lot of attention. Well, guess what I'm going to make more videos about? The Commodore 64. And, you know, the old Apple II is probably going to get ignored for a while. So you got to pay attention to these things to really see what's getting you the views. And you go in and into the back end, you go to your analytics 
And inside the analytics, you're going to get a lot of information. And you really want to pay attention. The biggest thing is look at what videos are performing, at least at the beginning. Check those out because as you look into that, you can go, okay, you know what? This one's got 10,000 views. This one's got 8,000 views. Ooh, this one's only got 200 views. Why? Well, this one was about this particular topic. Okay, people must not care that much about that particular topic. But this one with 10,000, we're going to make more videos about that. And that's how you can really start to grow your channel by providing people exactly what it is that they need in order to uh, keep paying attention and keep watching your videos. Now, also in there, you're going to see, we talked a little bit earlier about your watch hours. Now, your watch hours, you need to make uh, 4,000 watch hours in a 365-day period. Now, that is technically, although I've not really heard of anybody um, losing this status, I'm, I'm sure it probably does happen, but in theory... You can't just make your 4,000 hours and then not care anymore and, and not continue to keep that up because if that starts to drop off and it goes below 4,000, in theory, you could lose your monetization at that point in time. Um, I, again, have not seen that happen. I have channels that are older and used to be monetized before. They didn't lose their monetization because of that, at least not the ones I had, but you definitely want to pay attention to that. The watch time is going to be right in there. It's going to tell you exactly what you're getting and how many watch hours you're getting in the last 28 days or the last you know, month. Hey, custom tell, time. Tell, tell me again, uh, you need 4,000 watch hours in what period of time? I blinked. I didn't. One year. One, one year. 365 days. That's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and quite honestly, what I what I've typically seen is if you reach that four thousand, it's just going to keep going. It's going to grow and grow and grow. Um, you, know, you may see some leveling off. So, like for instance, with our doctors channel that we were talking about earlier, they're at the point now where they're making about a thousand watch hours a month, and that's probably going to continue to grow. And as long as they keep making content, you know, even if they stopped making content, to be honest, we'll probably still stay within that four thousand for a long time because people will continue to watch these videos. And in this case here, they're longer videos. Most of their videos are 10, 12, 15 minutes long. They don't have a lot of short content. Uh, I've started having them make some shorts, literally shorts, under 60 seconds for that purpose. But most of their videos are, you know, much, much longer than that. Like I'm looking at this here, you know, um, I'm seeing 12 minutes, 13 minutes, 15 minutes, 13 minutes, 12 minutes. So they're, they're much longer content than we typically hear about. But because this is medical advice and information, people are willing to sit and listen to that. And that's the case with, you know, any type of educational videos. Typically they say, oh, you want your videos to be short, two minutes or less. Well, not if you're trying to learn about, you know, how to do something important. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If that's the case, you're going to yeah. watch longer. In fact, yeah. uh, oddly enough, earlier today, there was an article that uh, I started taking a look at that specifically talked about how people on YouTube are actually getting frustrated that all the videos are so short <laughs> because they, they want to turn things on and, yeah. and, you know, not have to keep finding new videos every two minutes. Yep. And I got to say, I'm one of those people. Yep. When I'm a lot of times when I'm doing tedious work, I will throw on some YouTube videos that are of interest to me, and I can't stand the video being three, four minutes long and then having to find another one every three, four minutes. That's right. I want something that's going to be an hour long. I want something that's going to be a half hour long. You know, so I, got, I, understand I got that. an example for you. There's, sure. There's this guy out there named Hobo Shoestring. Okay, we're getting back <laughs> to trains again. 
and that he rides trains, okay? Real nice guy. He's not a creep at all. And and he was just doing, like, these three-minute clips because he thought otherwise it would be boring. And uh, he was probably getting, you know, 10,000 views or something like that. And people could say, make him longer, make him longer. So he started doing these things where he's just writing. He's not saying anything, but he's showing the scenery, he's showing this or he's showing that. And then also he would tell stories, you know, when he got to where he needed to be. He wouldn't do it on the train because it would be hard to hear him. And turning those into half-hour videos, his views went from 10,000 to like 200,000. See, I'm telling you, there's there's something to that. Uh, people like to plop on a video and and you know get some time out of it. And I'll be honest, there are times where I'll look for YouTube videos that I want to watch, and I will look at the time and be like, oh, this one's only five minutes, and skip it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, me too. That is a thing. And and there was an article about it today. So don't be afraid of the longer content. Yeah, for certain marketing type things. You know, we always talk about the short things. When you talk about entertainment, when people want to be entertained or they want to be educated, they don't mind the videos being a little bit longer. And of course, the longer people watch, the higher that view counts, can, or excuse me, that uh, watch time is going to grow. Okay. And, and by the way, there's, you know, different types of watch time. You actually get credit for keeping people on YouTube, even if they go and watch somebody else's video. Right. You actually get credit for people watching other videos afterwards because you're keeping them on YouTube. And that's what they want. They want mm-hmm. people watching videos. They want people staying on YouTube. So don't be too afraid of the long videos. Try it out. Try different things. Yes, the short videos are a, a phenomenon right now, but that's for a very specific type of audience at a specific time. You know, but when people sit down and do things, they want to they want to get engaged into something. So don't be afraid to try some longer videos. They can definitely be a big help. And like I said, just take a look and see what's you know what people are watching. You know which videos are performing well. Go for it. Check how many likes people have uh, for certain videos. Now going through this, the next thing you're going to see, you're going to see your subscribers. Watch that to see how uh, you know how are your subscribers doing. Are you are you gaining them? Are you losing them? Uh, I know that in my channel, for instance, I send, I tend, tend to be pretty stagnant right now and have been for a while, and I'm not exactly sure why. I'm not losing any. Like I'll, I'll, I might lose a couple and then I'll gain a, you know, a, a bunch and, you know, but it's not growing at a huge pace. The doctors, they're growing pretty fast. Hmm. It, it took them, you know, a little while to reach that thousand, and then, you know, boom, they passed that real quick, and, you know, now we're on to two thousand, and you know, half the time it took to get to the one thousand. So it will grow a lot faster. Uh, once you get things going, as long as you keep things consistent, which on my channel, I definitely don't keep things consistent. <laughs> I wish I wish I could say I do, but the reality is, I'm hey, I'm honest. You know, if nothing else, I'm honest. Um, you know, I know that a, a lot of the things I talk about, I do for my clients and don't always get to do for myself. Unfortunately, it's like right. the cobbler with no shoes. You know, right, right. Um, it's just the way it happens. And then, of course, after that, you're going to have your estimated revenue which for most of you probably is going to be a, a surprising number. You know, um, and, and by the way, your estimated revenue, I believe, if I'm, if I'm correct on this, and if I'm not, somebody can, can point it out to me, it's going to show you that whether you're monetized or not. And what I mean by that is this is the estimated revenue. It, basically, it's sticking it in your face. Hey, you would have made $150 if you were monetized. And if you are monetized, and that's what you're going to make in a minute, um, but it'll show you that, and I believe if you're not monetized, they're still going to show you what you would have made if you were. So point being is, you know, get yourself monetized. It's not that difficult to do. You can do it right on the page. As long as you meet their requirements, you know, you're not going to have many issues. 
You're not going to have many issues at all. So be sure to check that out and see. And by the way, when you're on there, that's your main overview. But if you go, there's a, a content tab that you can go to. That's going to tell you a lot more information about you know, where your views are coming from. Uh, are they coming from videos? Are they coming from shorts? Uh, are you getting people from YouTube search? Are, you, are they coming directly from browsers, from suggestions? You know, what? how are people showing up there? Okay, it's going to show you all that information. Um, then you've got your audience where you can really see who's watching these things. And that can be quite interesting. So are you getting your views from new people or are you getting from people coming back? Yeah. Now, looking right now, I've got this open for um, the docs. And it, it's funny, they're right in parallel. Um, <laughs> and what I mean by that is you've got the little line graph. And one is for returning viewers, one is for new viewers, and new viewers are are ahead of um, the returning viewers, but the the patterns are almost identical. Where one goes up, so does the other. One goes down, so does the other. You can see they they kind of mirror each other in most places, with with a few exceptions, but the peaks for are the same for both. So new people and existing people are seeing the same things and, and getting excited by the same things. So that's something to pay attention to here. Um, and then you can see, you know, which videos are the ones that are helping to grow your audience. So which video, you know, if they're watching one particular video and immediately subscribing, well, then you're going to know that. And that's going to help you out, too. It's like, OK, people are subscribing when they see stuff about this because they want to see more of that. Just more proof of that. You can see when people are on YouTube. When are they watching you? Um, you know, you're probably going to be surprised by this. But think about this. Uh, we... All right, if we look at our, our views, on, and I'm looking, in, in this case here, I'm still looking at the doctors, their channel. Uh, if I look at the, the times when people are viewing YouTube videos or our YouTube videos, the, the, the biggest amount of views are between about 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock every day. Well, guess when we release our new videos? Mm-hmm. We release them at noon. Now, we only release a new, a new video, unless it's a short or, or something special, our main video that we do every week. We release on Wednesday, or we release it right around noon. And guess what? That's when people are watching. Now, not just on Thursday, or excuse me, on Wednesday, but every single day of the week, including Saturdays and Sundays, they're mostly watching between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. That's where the most views are coming. That happens to be when we release the video, but it's not because we release the video at that time that we're seeing this. We release it at that time because we're seeing this. And we figure we release a new one at that time. That's going to get people that are, you know, that's right when people are watching. We can get the views very quickly. And by the way, you'd be surprised how quickly we get views when we put these things up. Um, I'll put these things up and like two hours later, it'll already have, you know, um, a couple hundred views and, you know, five comments already. So people are in the comments. You know, we haven't had a lot of comments spam. It's mostly things like, hey, Doc, uh, this is the issue I had. What do you think of that? And they they're very responsive, which is nice. Um, unfortunately, most of the time, and, and it's very weird because I'm a, I'm a manager on the channel, so there are certain things that YouTube doesn't let me do that they have to do, and sometimes I have to contact them and go, hey, somebody left a comment that you really should respond to. But they're very good. They always respond to the comments anyway, so I don't even have to do that anymore. But for whatever reason, you know, I, I can't go in and comment as them or as the channel. I If I go in and try to comment, it puts it as me. Yeah. Instead, which doesn't make sense. So I'm not going to do that. So I uh, have them do that. And there's other things like creating playlists, which, well, actually, I can create playlists. I can't go in and adjust playlists, <laughs> which is really, really weird. 
um, that they do do that. But that's in the back end too. So anyway, so that's your analytics there. You can go into the revenue area. The revenue is going to show you where your money's coming in, which uh, videos are making those money for you. Okay, so we can look at that. That's another thing we talked about views. But if you're if you're looking to really monetize this, look at that and go, oh my gosh, this video has made 80% of the money. Well, guess what? We're going to make more videos like that because that's what people are paying attention to. Now, of course, you're probably going to see that that coincides with the most popular video because you're getting money for people watching it. Therefore, you're probably going to see the most popular videos are the ones making you money, but not always because it has to do with people clicking and whatnot. So it could have to do with the ad on a particular video. So you never know. But pay attention to that because you want to make the most money you can. So uh, jump in and do that. Um, you can see the types of ads that um, have made the revenue. Is it the skippable ads? Is it you know ads in the middle, that kind of stuff? Um, you can check out your estimated revenue, and you can see the transactions in there as well. And then you've got a research tab. This is where you can actually look at what viewers are searching for. Okay? Now, this could be very, very useful because if you know, like let's say, for instance, you, you're making content uh, on uh, – you know, a certain type of train, right? Well, you can go in and you could try to find out what people are searching and you might say, oh, they don't know the name of the train, but they they can describe it in this particular manner or something like that. So make a video with that describing factor in the title and those people are going to now find it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a big thing that you can do is, you know, find out what people are actually searching because, you know, if they're searching for something very specific, Make more videos about it. Only makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Make more things based on what people are actually looking for, and that's going to really help you to uh, to get more out of YouTube as you go along there. So check that out. The research can definitely be uh, be helpful. Um, looking at, <laughs> which is kind of funny, I'm, I'm looking at my uh, my viewers' searches, which is one of the things in there. So the viewers of my videos, this is uh, my Ray the Video Guy channel, um, they're, the the things they're searching for are videos. So, in other words, literally using the word videos, which is good. Um, but then my viewers are searching for cat videos. <laughs> wow. So, now, mind you, when, when you're doing this research here, you know, this doesn't have any relation to your content at all. This is your people that have viewed your videos. What other things are they looking at? And, um, you know... So in other words, they might be they might be looking at how to rank better on YouTube, but here's the things they're searching for as well. And you can get a good, you know, I'm, I'm getting a weight loss. Um, so no big surprise there. Then Shindo Life. Okay, so obviously uh, foreign people there. Python, um, broken screen. So I'm assuming that's like on a on a smartphone. So those are the types of things that people are searching now. And ironically, uh, actually maybe not ironically. On um, the the doctors' channels, um, very very weird. Okay, so their number one thing that people that watch their videos, their number one search is what do you think it is, Steve? Doctors, cat videos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're also searching for water parks. Uh, they're searching for the nothing phone one. <laughs> now, the next thing, this is kind of funny. They're searching Taurus. Then they're searching Scorpio. Then they're searching Taurus Tarot. And they're searching Pisces. So now you might think to yourself, well, wait a minute. What in the world kind of people? Well, this is exactly it. These guys are um, chiropractors. 
they believe in that whole in that whole health um, type of stuff. And a lot of the people that are into the whole health things are very into things like, you know, um, their signs and, and things like that. It's just the same type of people. So that to me tells me that the people that are watching our videos really are the right target audience because oh. they are looking at these things. And that does tend to be a very similar um, thing that they look at. And if you know a lot of chiropractors, you know that they, they do, they, they're very much, many of them are, are, are very much into a lot of the more uh, holistic medicines and things like that. And so those people tend to, to fall into searching for that type of stuff. And it, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, now, it does. Not to explain it. Yeah. Now, wh- why people watching my videos want to learn how to lose excessive belly fat, um, that might be on me. I'm not sure. I'll have to <laughs> research that one a little bit more. But the point is, you can kind of find out some of that information on your your videos and and see what people are searching for and try to tie it in. Now, how do I tie cat videos into you know neuropathy or or <laughs> into video marketing? I don't know, but maybe we'll have to figure out a way. <laughs> right, that's what they're right. searching for. I'll be done. Uh, neuropathy yeah. and cats. Who knows? Yeah. All right. So uh, also in there, this is one that can be very useful to you back there is the comments section. You really want to check that out because um, you're going to be able to see the comments that are on your entire channel. Now, the cool thing is when you're in there, it will it has a filter that's built in automatically that says things I haven't commented back on or, or haven't commented on or something like that. So that's going to show you comments that you have that you have not responded to at all. And that way you can go specifically to those and make sure you respond to them. Now, the, the cool thing is when I come in here, and I go into um, the the neuropathy doctors one. Uh, they had no comments that weren't already responded to. So they're doing a very good job of doing that. Oh. Now, over on mine, I think we're not going to see that same thing. Uh, I haven't responded to, and I've got a bunch that I haven't responded to. So I'm going to have to go in and do that. And they're all from fairly recently. So I'm going to have to go in and, and jump in on that. But this allows you to see where the comments are coming from, Respond to all of them without having to go, oh, my gosh, okay, let me check this video. Let me check this video. Let me check this video. You can go in and you can see. Like I've got comment a comment in here for a video that literally is like 10 years old, and it got a comment. Um, wow. That's crazy. So you, you just you never know. And, uh, you know, you can also um, you can see things that are held for review. Held for review would be like spam, swearing, things like that that you – wouldn't want to have automatically go out. And when I click on that, there's a ton of these things in here. It's all people posting links and things like that. So, um, but they're held for review. You've also got your mentions. So if somebody mentions you, you can see those in there, which is always a good thing because you can always respond to those. Go back, maybe, maybe like their channel, things like that. Um, you've got your subtitles area. Okay. You can go in and you can check out the languages and whatnot in there. I'll be honest with you. I don't mess a lot with the subtitles. YouTube's gotten really good with the subtitles. We put a lot of the information into the descriptions already anyway. So it's good to check those those out. If you need the subtitles, you can kind of go in and, and mess with them inside there. Um, you can publish them in there. You can see what's in draft and in published modes right now. Uh, the videos that you upload are automatically going to get pub- published with that. So you don't have to worry too much about it. And again, YouTube's pretty good with it. So, uh, yeah. you know, got the automatic uh, English one at the very least. And, of course, if you need to, you can download it. So don't forget about this, too, is you can go in and you can download 
the um, uh, the subtitles that have been made, and then that way you'll have the text for those. Once you have the text, you can use it for putting it into descriptions and things like that. So uh, don't be afraid to check that out there. Um, going back up, I, I kind of skipped over when I jumped down to the analytics right away, but at the, the top there, um, you got the dashboard. Quite honestly, I think the dashboard is fairly useless. Um, it's got some things right there in front of you, but not anything of ultimate importance, I don't think. Um, I kind of it, It's good to see how many subscribers you've got, you know, They've got some news in there that you can watch on, uh, on on some things that are going on. You can see your latest video, but really it's not, no, nothing nothing too exciting in there because you're going to go into the other stuff and see it. Obviously, your content area, that's where you're going to see all of your videos. You can go through and you can look at those. You can see how many views, how many comments, how many likes they've gotten, all that information right at the touch of a button. You can make sure that all your videos that are supposed to have thumbnails have them. So all of that's right there at the touch of a button. You can edit the videos by clicking on the little edit button. You can get your links. You can turn on monetization. You can check the comments, all that kind of stuff. Check the analytics of individual videos, which is another thing you'll want to do. Check the check out the analytics and see how they're doing with the individuals. But all that's right in there. And you can see your live videos. If you do live videos, those will be listed in there, as well as any posts. I know a lot of people don't do posts on YouTube, but if you do, you'll be able to see the posts in there as well. Next one, of course, playlists, one of our favorite areas because playlists can be very, very useful. We've talked about this before. You put your videos into the playlists. Well, that playlist can rank and be found in search just like a video can. So if you, let's say you've got a channel with 10 videos. Well, if you make five um, playlists, put some videos in each of those five, you now technically have like 15 items that can rank. Because instead of just the 10 videos, you've got 10 videos and five um, uh, playlists, and the playlists will show up in search just as easily, and boom, now you've got you know, 50% more to work with than you did before without making another video. So be sure to use those. Um, they're also very useful for putting onto your channel. So if you want to put sections, sections are like uh, categories on your channel. So you can do that with these. So that's always very, very useful. So be sure to check out the playlists. And by the way, make sure you put information on those playlists. Go in, change the description, fill out the description of the playlist just like you would fill out a video. So uh, title with keywords, long description with keywords, your links and all that. Put those in there because you can do that and uh, not only show up in search, but it's it's going to help your whole channel. Now going down further, you got your monetization. Now this is the new fun area for a lot of people. In here, you're going to be able to see a lot of different things. You're going to see information about about uh, monetization. So you, if you need to learn anything about it, they're going to have all the information you need there. You can read up on it. You can discuss. You can uh, uh, look at the topics. Um, you've got the different monetization options. You can learn about like video advertising, memberships, supers, supers being if you don't know what that is. So let's say you're doing a live video. Somebody can do a super comment, and what a super comment would be is they want to make sure their comment gets seen by the person doing the live video. So they pay money to have a super comment, and it shows up in big, bold, colored boxes and, and whatnot. And not only does it look cool during the presentation, but the person doing the video can then see that particular comment, see that somebody paid to have it there, and make sure that they answer that question or respond to that particular comment. So there's a lot of those types of things that you can do with that. And then you got memberships. Now, memberships, um, in the old days, YouTube started kind of a membership YouTube thing where you basically made a second channel that was related to the first, 
but now you can actually just do memberships right directly in your channel. So you get the information in there on that as well. So be sure to check that part out. And you can go over to the tab for the memberships and you can see, you know, you can set prices and things like that. So for instance, in here, um, they've been approved already to have memberships. So they've got a student membership, a protege and a master membership. You know, they haven't really used it yet, but it is there. It's ready to go. Uh, still needs a little bit of work. And then you got your information about your supers. It's got some stuff in there that you can learn. You can turn on the different types of supers, like the chat, the stickers, and the thanks. And uh, again, the, the like the thanks is literally they can pay you money to say thank you for, you know, doing this video or what have you. Uh, so all of that should be turned on. And when you can, again, I, that falls into the whole 4,000 watch hours, 1,000 subscribers. But when they do that, um, and then you got your customization. Now the customization. This is where it gets a little confusing because, man, oh, man, they move this stuff around a lot. And quite honestly, I think it's less intuitive now than it was before. Um, but this is where you can go in. You can change the layout of your channel. You move your – if you've got your segments in, the, in on your channel, you can move them around. You can add sections to it. You can do all that kind of stuff. You can set your featured video and your trailer, uh, trailer being the video that when somebody comes to your channel for the first time, it's the video that's boom – right there playing as soon as they come in there, welcoming them out to the channel or providing them with general information. So definitely make sure you've got a trailer in there. This is where you can take a look at all that stuff and make your adjustments. Your branding is where you're going to add like your um, your background. You're going to add in your icon. You're going to add in the um, the little watermark that's on your video. So if you got a watermark, you want to put a watermark on your video, this is where you're going to do it. The watermark will be in the right lower corner of the video and they can click on it. They can subscribe to your channel when they click on it, things like that. So be sure to make, to make uh, use of that particular feature, like all three of these features. And uh, that's going to help you with that. In fact, um, I don't know if this is still the case or not, but before in order to do some of the things that um, YouTube allows you to do, you had to have an icon and a banner image. If you didn't have that, the channel art and the icon, you wouldn't be able to get some of the uh, tools and the monetizations and things. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they still stick to that or not, but that was the case before. So make sure you do that. And then you got your information about your channel. This is where you put in your channel description. This is where you put in the uh, URL for your channel so that you've got a link to it. This is where you can put in your custom URL. So, for instance, um, if your your uh, YouTube channel is YouTube slash channel slash blah, 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 blah you know, letter and number vomit, uh, you can go in and you can create your custom channel there and you're going to see it inside of here. So this is would be where I get youtube.com slash Ray the video guy is my channel. Okay, So you can do that at some point in time. Again, you got to hit those limits before you can do that. Uh, down below that, you can add your links. This you can do right away, which is nice. So link, this would be where you could put a link to your website. Um, if you do bookings, this is where you could put a link to your booking site. If people need to set up a time with you, um, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, uh, you can put your Twitter, you know, whatever it happens to be, put that in there. I believe, uh, what do they have, uh, five now I think they can do. Um, let me see, yeah, five is the limit still. So you can put five different links in there, and that's where you see on the channel, in the banner, you'll see in the corner, there's like one big link and then like four little icons, and that'll take you to the different uh, places that you put in here. So make sure that you do that. And then, of course, you can put in your email so that people can contact you if they want as well. Um, just below that, the audio library. Now, I'll be honest, don't use this very much, but believe it or not, if you need music for your YouTube channel that 
theoretically <laughs> is not going to get you uh, um, into copyright trouble, this is where you can grab it. Just go in there and find music from here and use that for your video, and you should be good. Um, I know that I have in the past, I did use this a couple times, and the one time that I did, I did get dinged with a copyright thing regardless. Oh, did so, you? <laughs> um, just oh, be aware of that. But this is a good source to grab some music if you need it for your videos. You know, you should be safe, obviously, since it's in YouTube already with these videos here. And down below that, you've got your main settings. This is where you can go in and you can set up things like uh, your default units, in this case, the U.S. dollar for me. Then you can put in your basic info, such as keywords for your channel. Now, you put in keywords for your videos or your tags for your videos. This is where you can put in your keywords for the channel as a whole and uh, just go in and, you know, put as many of those as they'll let fit as long as it reaches... Uh, under 500 characters, you should be able to put as many as you want. And then below that, or excuse me, next to that, you've got your advanced settings. This is where, by the way, um, very important on this one. We we did entire videos on this back uh, about a year ago. Make sure you go in here. There is a government um, rule called COPPA. It's the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. And COPPA um, basically... <laughs> is an abuse of power. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. It is an absolute abuse of power. What it was meant to be was a way to stop people from stalking children online. Now it's being used for you cannot advertise to children online and a bunch of other things that make no sense whatsoever. Uh, no child has been harmed by you know watching a YouTube video and having a, a commercial play on it. Um, but somehow... Now they have to declare that, and you can be fined if you misdeclare this and you get caught doing it. So make sure you go into the advanced settings here. Um, if your content is, uh, let me word this properly. They want to know, is your content specifically for children? Okay? And that doesn't mean, you know, do you have content that children can watch? This means content specifically targeted to children. So, for instance... Um, if I did a cat video, there are probably going to be a lot of children that watch that and enjoy watching cat videos. However, that does not mean that that video was made for children. Adults watch those too. It's made for people. Some of them might be children, but you know, you're not targeting children. Now, if it was, you know, the ABCs thing where you're teaching children how to do their ABCs and you got fun little kindergarten type songs, you would have to say, yes, this is literally made for children. And you can set this in your default here. Um, you can do it on any video individually, but you come in here, you can set it for your entire channel, and then every time you put in a video, this will be the default, so you don't have to change it every time, only when you need to. Uh, I set mine to, no, this is not made for children, and I never upload content that's made for kids. Again, I have content that kids might watch, but I'm not making it for children. And this has to do with the way that cookies are kept and whatnot, which is, again, ironic because... No one under 13 is supposed to be allowed to even have a YouTube channel or a YouTube account. So how they, you know, when you're targeting, quote unquote, targeting children, you're targeting an adult's account that a child may be watching. So, again, none of this makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, it's an abuse of power, but you don't want to get charged. I think it's like forty eight thousand dollars. So I would go in here and set that it's not made for kids and then do not upload things that are obviously specifically made for kids unless you mark that video as yes this is made for kids because then what it's going to do is it'll still run ads but it's going to pull the cookies 
so that it's not tracking, you know, the, the child's, uh, watch activity. Okay. Um, next to that, you got your feature eligibilities. That's just going to show you whether your default features and your, um, features that require phone verification are all set up. You can do the drop down menus and you can take a look at the information on those. Okay. This would be like, for instance, um, you need to be phone verified before you can have, uh, custom thumbnails and before you can monetize and before you can do, you know, any of the other stuff that has requirements as well. But obviously the, if it's not phone verified, you can still upload videos. You can still create playlists and, and all that kind of fun stuff. But the videos will likely be uh, the under 10 minute, ver- minute variety, and there'll be some other restrictions at that point in time. So just phone verify when you can. It's going to help you out. Uh, upload defaults. This is where you can put in information for your title, description, and tags for on a permanent basis so that every single time somebody uploads or every single time you upload a video, it's going to automatically pull in this information. So, for instance, um, on my title, I might just have dash Ray the Video Guy because I know that no matter what the video is, if the video is about, you know, um, um, Photoshop, I might say how to do this in Photoshop, and then it would be dash Ray the Video Guy because I always want to get that branding in there. So I might put the branding in the title in my default areas. A default description, uh, what I typically use this for is in my videos, I'm going to start off with a call to action of some kind with the and then have the phone number or the uh, the clickable link the phone number any information like that right at the top so I can put that in there by default then I can put all the deep information like about my channel about me um, links to my Facebook and my website and all that and then when I upload a video all of that stuff will be in there by default then I can just put in a couple of paragraphs about that particular video and I'll have this big long description already without having to write it every single time or copy and paste it every time. It'll automatically be there. So, uh, basic info defaults can be very, very useful. Um, you've got advanced settings with that where you can choose the type of license that you typically use, the language, um, the, uh, category. So if your stuff is normally, you know, entertainment, you can choose that here. If it's education, you can choose that. Music, whatever it happens to be, you can set that here, and then all your videos will automatically have that. You can still change it, but at least it'll be there by default since most of your stuff works that way. Um, and then also your information about commenting. Do you want to hold inappropriate contents? Do you want to turn off comments completely? You can do that right from in there on a site, on a, uh, on a channel-wide basis. And then your monetization information. What types of ads do you want to run? Where do you want to run them? You can set these, you know, tick the check marks for what you want. You can still, again, when you upload a video, you can change it for that video, but it'll keep it as a default. So when you upload videos, it'll automatically put this stuff so you don't have to do it every time unless there's a reason to change it. Same thing with permissions. You can add your permissions in here. Um, that would be like if you want to add a manager, if you want to add uh, a, an editor, um, you can add you know, a, 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 um, a limited editor. they got a bunch of them in there so that you can choose from. You can have people that are part of the channel that way. Your community section, that's where you're going to be able to put your filters. So if you want to put moderators in here, people that can remove bad filters, they can do that. You can hide users. Um, you can have approved users. You can do redirects. There's a lot of different things you can do in there. You can even block links if you want. So if you've got a problem with people posting links, you can block them there so that they can't do that anymore. So that will help you there. Um, you've also got your defaults as a part of that. And you've got your channel guidelines. This is where you can put in information like a welcome message and your guidelines for that particular channel. So things like, hey, you know, please don't swear, be respectful, things like that. You can put that in here for your channel as well. And then you can have agreements. 
Agreements are where you might be doing um, something with another person. So you can set up different agreements with them in here. Okay, so if you got a uh, a product that you're going to be selling or something like that, you can set up agreements, um, YouTube partner agreements, things like that. And that's pretty much it on the back end. Woo, I've talked a lot. No kidding. <laughs> but, again, it's very important to go through because, you know, for instance, if, if you have one of my courses that teaches you all about, you know, YouTube and everything, if it's if it's a, a year old or two years old, all the content is probably still perfectly usable, but the locations have probably changed in some way. You know, for instance, we there used to be a really big uh, deal you had to go through to put, like, a link in a YouTube card or a link on your end screen. And now, once you are fully a, a partnered YouTube channel, they don't have any of that anymore. You used to have to prove that you owned the website. Now you can send directly to Amazon accounts and things like that. And, you know, uh, whether you're supposed to or not versus whether you can, of course, may be two different things. So just be careful. But they don't go they don't make you say, do you own Amazon before you can put an Amazon link, um, which they used to do. You used to have to put code on your website to prove you owned your website so that you could put that in there. I mean, you don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. So they've made that part a lot easier. They've made it a much more exclusive club to get into. But then once you're in it, they've made it a lot easier than it used to be when you were in it, if that makes any sense. So that's the inside of YouTube, Steve. All right. Well, we should probably wrap the show up here. Why don't you talk a little bit about who made this one possible? Well, of course, this one was made possible by our good friends at Movo. Whether you need a microphone, a, li a light for your shooting, or maybe you need a stand, maybe you need something else small and useful for shooting not only with your cameras, but maybe just with your smartphone. Well, Movo has it all. In fact, their uh, video kits are fantastic. I actually do, uh, believe it or not, most of my shooting these days with my iPhone, and I use the iVlog 4 video kit from Movo, which has a really cool um, stand for your uh, smartphone that you can put in there, and that stand has two grips, one on each side. It attaches to your tripod, but if you take it off, you can hold it like a steering wheel and walk around for a nice stable shot. You can attach lights to that. So all of that stuff can be put onto one rig, and you can really have this uh, this amazing rig even with just your smartphone. So check it out, the iVlog 4, the microphones, and everything else in between by heading on over to raiselinks.com slash movo. And with that, Steve, let's just hit the music. All righty. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at, even if he's a little fat. He's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. 